Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant China man, CK. DJ K. Cali, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast. With my homie back. Dance order. Thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'd love to hang out in a container. <laughs> you feel like we're in the second season of The Wire. Yeah, I feel like we're <laughs> in the same container that eight Ukrainian women died in being shipped illegally to the United States. Oh, there's a fake wall somewhere, and then there's some, uh, they were hiding some merchandise up yeah, there. Yeah. This is a cool bar, though. Yeah, I mean, they, they built it. They were like, we're going to put a bunch of shipping containers, and the city was like, uh, we need to talk about that. It will take a couple of years. Yeah, well, why mean, not? This is Austin. The amount of rust alone that they had to clean off these, it's impressive. You guys yep. got some impressive bars here. Yeah, love it, man. Mm-hmm. Every time you come to town, you see a change. Yeah, man, a lot of construction. This place is changing almost monthly. So um, what was it that made you want to be, become a comedian? Oh, we're going that? Yeah, we're, we're going, going that. Oh, we got wow. 30 minutes, but. Jesus. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was a mix of things. I always loved comedy. So the you thought of being able to do it as a job was, I don't know, it always felt like a pipe dream, but then um, just jumped in. Was it at that moment? Like you saw somebody, like you saw Carlin, Chappelle? Yeah, probably seeing Chappelle was like where you're like, yeah, I want to do that. I mean, the greats make it look easy, but yeah, Chappelle, it just makes it look so natural. And so, yeah, I, when I saw Chappelle, I was like, I want to do that. But I, I want to give a big shout out to Robert Kelly because that's how I found out about you. Yeah, big shout out to Bobby Kelly, the Don. Because I listened to YKWD before Wirecast. Oh, when it was before the, uh, Glory Hole, the Hole. And Kelly was there. Yeah, what was it called before Wirecast? Yeah, Glory Hole. Po- co- I don't know. I don't remember the name, but like, I was like, my I was a big fan of. Um, uh, Colin Quinn show, Tough Crowd. Yeah. That's how I found out about everybody from Robert Kelly to yeah. Rich Voss to Keith Robinson. And I'm like, I love that camp. Yeah, that's 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 uh, easily a very fun camp. It's like, you know, I remember being in college and and uh, watching the and watching Tough Crowd. I mean, they were nightly. They were like four nights yeah. a week. People forget that. With topical, like talking politics and everything. It was great. It was right during the, like, it was leading up to the Iraq war. It was after the uh, attacks. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, those aren't awesome, but it was awesome to have that show on when all that was going on. Was it hard to get into that, that circle starting up? I mean, I don't really think I ever thought I was going to be like a part of, and in no way am I a part of that group, but mm-hmm. it's definitely like it being, even being an extension of that is flattering. I mean, being like, it was, it's like to work at the Comedy Cellar to have, Gone on ONA, Opie and Anthony as a comic right. when they were still together was, you know, to perform at the Patrice Benefit. There's still stuff all the time that it's like, even just to, you know, make stupid, dumb sports bets with Keith is <laughs> mind blowing to me. I mean, just sitting next to Patrice. I didn't really talk to him a lot. I mean, there's like, you know, when people die, a lot of people want to inflate their connection to, yeah. to the dead. But, um, I was just a fan of Patrice. I'm just a massive fan of Patrice's, and he's one of the greats. I was glad to see him at Cap City oh, uh, yeah. years ago. That's awesome. I was seeing the front row, and I could not breathe. Yeah, man. I one could the, not fucking breathe. Easily one of the greatest. Man. So, 
now you're on XM. Yeah. Bonfire. Love the show. Thanks, man. Love the show. Love Thanks. the live show. Yeah, live at Moon Tower was Dude. a lot of fun. <laughs> well, last year, too, like you came out with a cowboy. Yeah, we, we had to rock the cowboy hats again. And uh, this year we got to get Colin Quinn on the show yep. and uh, do a lot of fun stuff. Got the... Got the midnight snack from the from the comedy jam, so that was awesome. Dude, I love it, man. Moon Tower every year. Every year, it's 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 my favorite. It's my favorite favorite festival in Austin. Now we got South by, of course. Yeah, we but got... I think Moon Tower is just a great opportunity for comics to come and enjoy Austin without the bands and the tech and yep, all that stuff that's at South by Southwest. And what what I tell people all the time, I'm like, you get to hang out with the comics and like, yeah. hold on, it's like. Because stop by Southwest, you can't touch Kanye when he's walking down. The yeah, 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 If he's even walking. Yeah, you can just go to the Intercontinental and just meet comics. I mean, that's how we met. Yeah. I met uh, Godfrey that way. Yep. And every time he comes to town, he calls me up. He's like, back, I'm in town. What's yeah, up? Let's yeah, go yeah, eat. Let's yeah. go party. I'm like, I got a job, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got shit Godfrey's to do. great, man. I love Godfrey. <laughs> Dope. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, and it's always weird because, like, for someone who's on the radio, mm-hmm. who does podcasts. I mean, you're on Billions now on yeah, HBO. Yeah. Congrats, by the way. Thanks, man. And you get to meet your fans. And I always, like, felt you're. I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and I meet someone that I know because yeah. I hear him on the microphone all the time. And, I, you know, I, I watch the specials and everything. Yeah. And it's always that awkward moment. Like, you don't know what to say. You don't know if you want to be fu- – you're trying to be funny. Yeah. Or- I mean, I've had, I've had a whole range of stuff of people being, like, aggressive in a way where they think I'm going to understand what they're trying to do and it comes off wrong. Yeah. I've also had people – most people are very sweet and nice, and it's just still insane to me to have fans. It's just – I don't know if I'll ever adjust or understand. You know, pretty much just the way I was raised. It's like, what? You're a fan of mine? But it's it's cool. But there is like um, being on the radio and being on a lot of podcasts, people definitely think they know you. Yeah. And sometimes it gives them liberties to do things that I don't think they – I don't know if they do with other people that – like athletes or musicians. Right. Where they're just like – they'll bring up something. When you're like, yeah – like, it's cool you know that, but... I don't know you still. <laughs> in, 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 yeah, yeah, like, I don't know you. Like, it's weird. It's weird for sometimes for people to have information about you where you're like, oh, yeah, but I don't know who you are. And they'll, like, reference something that, like, you brought up on a podcast, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know that about me? And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, start you, shutting up on podcasts. Yeah, you stopped drinking, and now you... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got real honest after I stopped drinking. Yeah, got, you did. Just came real... Came real clean with all the dirt. So people come out and just offer you weed all the time? That's great. I love that part. Okay, I got some for you. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. I love the free weed. <laughs> never turn that down. Never, never, th- never turn down free weed. Never drugs. turn down down. Ever. Um, as far as, you know, there, there's this big thing now that I've seen a lot. A lot of comics trying to get political, especially with, you know, Trump yeah. being in the White House. But you don't really go that route. Uh, I mean, if, it, if something falls... I'm just trying to be funny, man. If, if I find a joke in something that's political, then I find a joke in something that's political. Yeah. Um, I also think people are getting a lot of politics right now, and they don't really want it in their comedy. There's political comedians. Like, Dave Smith's amazing. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. so well-read yep, and so fucking funny. Stuff, yeah. um, but then, guys, there's. I, I'm just one of those guys where it's like, if you're a political comic, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not going to try to be just because the climate right now. Like, people are like, there's always this call and response of like, 
this is the time where artists need to speak up. And it's like, well, first off, comics never call themselves artists. We rarely do. Because if <laughs> we do, just, it, it feels speakers. gross. Yeah, ugh. You don't but, like that either? No. What it is is just try to be funny. I'm just trying to be funny. If I find a good Donald jo- if I find a joke against the left, I'm going to do a joke against the left. If I find yeah. a joke against the right, I'm going to do a joke against the right. I don't really care. The one thing I don't do is I don't want to get preachy. I don't want to tell you. Thank you. Someone shouldn't know. And also, I'm, I was kind of raised of like, my political opinions should be my political opinions. Right. And kept to myself. If you want to make a, you know, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm down with activism. But I'm not one of those people that I don't feel comfortable enough shouting my opinion in someone's face. I just don't. There's people that do, and God bless them. I'm, if it works, it works. Yeah. If they have the crowd, the people just want to hear. But there's the, also comedians that are really comfortable about talking about graphic sexual things that I'm not. It's just really about mm-hmm. what you find funny and what you feel comfortable saying to be funny. That's true. I mean, I personally don't like the preachy kind. I mean, I used to watch Comic Review all the time. When I said, well, take care of your kids. I'm like, all right, yeah. what else? What else you well, got? I mean, I like guys like. Bill Hicks, who I get, you know, we're in Austin, Texas, and he's where he started, but I love Bill Hicks. I, he's one of my favorite comedians of all time. I don't see myself doing that style of comedy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to at a time when I was 22 and Bush got voted into office, and it's like, again, you know, he beat Kerry. And I'm like, I got to say something, but I'm not that guy, and I'll never be that guy. Because if, if I said something about a political opinion, you're like, that's wrong. I'd probably be like, ah, that's wrong. So <laughs> I just break easy. Well, what, what blows my mind is that there is this, when I hear you or Big J yeah. or even Lu- even Lewis, is that that triggered a constant, oh, I'm just make a remark or I'm going to. Yeah, it's just being funny. It is, but I, I think there is a talent to just like, coming up with his things on the spot i mean oh, I, like, yeah i mean mark norman's like one of the mark norman's one of the quickest joe list jo- is, joe the truth the truth is just you know those two guys big J. there's a lot of guys like that where i mean ronnie b obviously ron bennington was yep. like one of the originals so i mean I, that's the kind i like uh, when I, I and in a way when you're standing back and you and you're watching mm-hmm. you know you guys interact you're like fuck i wish i had friends like that it could just snap at oh, a man. drop of a dime and just being brutal with each other but still love each other you see what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. oh no it's definitely it definitely um you know if you watch the last you know what dude i, I mean, did i did definitely with, a with lot Lu- of lewis and, <laughs> and bobby went at yeah, it love and aggression but there's definitely a thing where um it's just awesome to have friends like that just to bust balls and and um, I, I had friends like that growing up, and sometimes you meet someone that's funnier than you are, and they're not a comic, and you're like, all right, don't you say <laughs> that. But, yeah. To get those, but just like, you know, being able to, you know, tell crack jokes, being able to be relaxed, being able to yeah. just, I'm just saying what's on my mind. And yeah, let's, yeah. See how, let's see how it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really That's really the jump that you're making every time. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't land, and and it, and I'm just very lucky that I'm more successful than I am. You know, like I've thrown out bombs, and you're like, Phew. "Here's a bandana for you." Yeah, it just hurts. <laughs> but you gotta learn. You gotta learn to do it. And I think the more you bomb, and the more you do that kind of stuff, the more you feel confident taking bigger swings. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that just don't mind taking big swings at all, like Kurt Metzger and shit like that. And it's it's always great to watch. Do you actually take the uh 
take the time to sit down and write or how to, what's your, I mean, for, for what, in what sense, you know, you say going to Stellar, for example, and just, you know, trying new material. Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, yeah, you try to organize your thoughts and then maybe work it out. On, I don't know. Everyone's got a different process, but mm -hmm. yeah, definitely try to organize thoughts and then work it out. Are on you, stage. Are you familiar with uh, the Austin comedy scene a little bit? Great. Uh, there's a great scene in Austin. Um, between Cap City, the Velveeta Room, and a lot of bar shows, it's it's got a lot of strong locals. Like Chris Cubis is one of my favorite, but yep. I know a lot of guys that have lived here, like Danny Palumbo and Nick Mullen, and there's a lot of great guys that I know that have came through Austin or been a part of Austin. Mm -hmm. A lot of funny people in general. There's a lot of great comics in Austin. I mean, I'm glad because it was... Um you know, being able to go to Cap City yeah. and see Louis C.K. and yeah. then there's the Austin, you know, comedian opening for him. Yeah. And then you see him now and they're touring and everything. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I love it. It's great. Like I, I literally, I got the the comedy bug when I got here and I was at work and I'm like I'm gonna listen to some shit and yeah. my English was okay. Yeah. I'm from France, but my English was alright and I'm yeah. like I'm gonna listen. There was this one radio station online and it was just bit after bit. Like just it, yeah, just the streaming yeah. of just I forgot the name of it, but you hear uh, a Louis Black after yeah. Carlin and a Chris Rock, because in France we didn't get any of that stuff. Yeah, and we have a French comics. Yeah, Gad, uh, Gad's great. Gad yeah. is, he came to he came to he has a residency in New York. I know, no, I know, and I've met him multiple times. Great guy. Like it got to a point where we quote him all the time in the family because yeah. it's so big in France. That's great. And then he was like, look, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna come to to the U.S. and just. Start over and do it yeah. in English and kill. Yeah, he's great. He murdered he at Car Paramount. Yeah, and Carnegie Hall. He's great. Is that Carnegie? He did Carnegie Hall about a month ago. Wow. Or two months ago, yeah. Like, who do you see today? Like, you go see him and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm, I'm witnessing, uh, you know, this genius or... Oh, Chappelle, Rock, Louis, Attell. Yeah, there's a lot of guys he's watching. I mean, there's still so many fucking great comics. And it, what would you say to someone who's just trying to start? Just get on stage as much as possible. There's no substitute for stage time. Absolutely no stage it is, time. It, it's the only job where you actually be, you have to be in front of a crowd to actually try yeah. your shit. If you had a guitar, you can you just can go write, home. Yeah, you can write all you want, but you got to go work that shit out. So get on stage as much as possible. Nothing more valuable than stage time. Man. You hear that, Byron? We're going to get on stage. <laughs> yeah, gotta get on stage. I mean, we can't tried. do it. You can't I, do it. I did it one time. Yeah, you gotta go back. I did it one time. Cap City. Yeah, you can't do it once and then end it. You gotta go every night. As Chris Rock said, seven nights a week, nonstop, every night. How long did it, How long did it take you to really like hit your your rhythm or your? I mean, I did it two and a half years in Tucson, and then at about two and a half years in New York, mm -hmm. I started getting like actual spots outside of open mics guest spots and stuff and then i'll probably say four years five years in new york of every night yeah i finally started like getting money for spots being able just to do comedy as a job so yeah it's an investment man if you want to be a comic get ready <laughs> get ready to get the shit kicked out of you you're going, going on stage just go up maybe not maybe you're the best and you'll never fail but <laughs> i'll see that happening so, so how long you've been doing this 13 years. Holy shit. Man. Yeah. And you, you remember your first time? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I drank a 40 and smoked a 
blunt of really shitty weed, and I went with my friend Kevin and Pete, my buddy Sully and Pete, and um, I signed up. Didn't write anything because I didn't know that was what you're supposed to do, and I went up and just talked. I was trying to make fun of stuff that my friends did that I didn't like. Uh huh. Don't really remember what I talked about, but it went all right. It went well. And then the next six months of trying it, I bombed every time. But he kept trying. You got to get back on. Oh, that. yeah. You just keep getting on. And then finally, after like nine months, started going all right and getting guest spots. And then I started getting guest MC. And then I got MC. And then I moved to guest feature. feature. And then feature. And then I moved to New York. And then was like, oh, all my material sucks, asshole. I have to start completely over again. You do the thing when you write for a year and then you uh, put out material and then just cr- scrap it and start over? No. He's not there yet. No. <laughs> no one's there. Louis stopped doing that. Oh, it did? doesn't work. You can't do a special in a year. You need two years to make it worth something. The yeah. special Louis just put out, it's been how long since it's put out a special? Two years, right? Uh-huh. Since Comedy Store, right? Yeah. Two and a half years? Yeah. It's fucking great. 2017 is great. It's a great special. Mm-hmm. You can rush shit. Even the greats can rush shit. No. If anyone thinks that putting out a material in a year is what the pace is, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and I can look into the camera saying that you're, you're fucking, fucking stupid. Dumb <laughs> if you think it's one year to put out an hour, go make go make it the best you can. However long that takes. Yeah. If it's an hour, it's an. I mean, maybe maybe someone does a great hour in a year. I don't know. I can't. I can do two years. You still two and it. a half. So how did the transition to billions happen? To what? The transition to being on HBO. So oh, on Showtime? Yeah. The opposite of HBO? Yeah. You son of a bitch trying to get me fired. Uh, uh, nobody watches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. People watch a shit ton of it. We got a renewed season three. Congratulations. Um, you went for an audition or they just saw yeah, you? Yeah, my, like, my buddy Brian, uh, my buddies Brian and David created this pilot and they wanted me to come in and audition for it. So I did. And I had about four or five auditions. And uh, they were like, we can use you once in the pilot, or mm-hmm. if we go to series, we'll write you a roll. So I rolled the dice and said the ladder and got lucky. They got they went to series and wrote me a cool roll that's been kind of building in two seasons. So, Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. You're doing it. Yeah, I'm very lucky, man. I'm lucky. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to wrap things up. I know you got a bunch of shows to go to. Yeah, more shows at Moon Tower. Yes, and then the after party. Yeah. Maybe some drugs to do. Well, I know I got you. I told you. Oh, no, I'm already good, though. Already? Like on that front. Other drugs. Oh. <laughs> back as always, man. Thank good you, man. You, dude. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course, dude. Welcome back to Austin. We always love you when you come to town. Yeah, dude. I'll and see you next time I'm here. Check, is it the website? DanSoder.com, at DanSoder on all social media. Sounds good. Feedback. Thank you so much. Shout out to Container Bar for letting us... Uh, host this podcast thank you very much container bar thank you so much dan Uh, let her do we'll shake your hand thank you